I want to take just a few minutes tonight to talk to you and tell you that you need to take a break. How many of you ever heard that phrase before? Take a break, right? You've always, uh, especially when you're at work, you want someone to tell you to take a break. But uh, this holiday weekend is Labor Day, and as I begin thinking about this and praying about it and asking the Lord to just put something in my heart, I thought about Labor Day weekend and what that means, and it's a, a holiday that we take to set aside to honor those in the labor force, honor those who work, and that's most of you, especially if uh, statistics are correct, most people, we have more people employed than ever before. And it's an opportunity for you, hopefully, if you don't have to work that day, to take the holiday and rest from all of your physical labor that you do. But do you know that God cares more about you laboring in life than one day for a holiday? Jesus addressed that, and, and I want to take a moment to go there in Matthew. I want to read a scripture to you. It's found in Matthew as a Christian church, we take the time to read from the Bible, and that's where we find our truth. That's where we find wisdom. That's where we find the source. And so I want to read the words of Jesus to you. Now, to give you a bit of a context in, in this, when he spoke this phrase, and it's going to be a common phrase that uh, some of you, if you're a Christian, you may have heard, or maybe if you've been around uh, Christianity growing up, but you're not living as a Christian now, you may have heard this phrase. But the context was he was talking to one of the crowds. And at this time, the religious leaders at the time over the Jewish people, they had, God gave 10 commandments. You know the 10 commandments, right? Well, over the course of history from that time until when Jesus came on the scene, they gave 600 plus extra commandments. That's a lot, right? You think we have some ordinances here in New York City and you can't do stuff. They had 600 additional commandments. So this crowd that he was addressing, they understood what he was talking about. They understood the labor. They understood the burden. And in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Now they understood the yoke because they were, uh, they were definitely farming and different things. They understood what a yoke was. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Now he went to the crux of it. He was talking about their soul. How many of you are tired? You feel like you need a vacation, right? He goes deeper than the physical. Now, that's what this holiday tends to mention is the physical take a labor. But Jesus goes after your soul. He wants you to find rest and peace in your soul. He says, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. He wants and cares about your soul. And in today's society, this is the most visually stimulated. This is the most active that... Pretty much you can record throughout history. How many of you have a smartphone? You have social media? One of you is probably checking Facebook right now or Instagram. Put it away. You just got busted. You check your social media. You get text. We can have it on our wrist now. I don't even have to have the phone. I can leave this phone over here. And if somebody texts me, don't text me right now. But if somebody texts me, it'll show up on my watch. And I'll be able to read it. 
You can take it with you anywhere that you go. So we've become very busy. We got a lot of things to do in life. How many of you are already planning out your week? You already know what you're doing tomorrow. You already know what you have to do for the rest of the week. We get so consumed in our mind that we start laboring. We start toiling. And you know what? We start letting the burdens of life weigh down our souls. And we forget very quickly. We forget our need for God. He created you for a purpose and we forget that. Now when times go bad, we all of a sudden remember God. When times go bad, all of a sudden we remember the address, 51st and Broadway of Times Square Church. Right? You could run into anybody in the city. Where's that church? Oh, somewhere on Broadway. Just Google it, Times Square. Things go bad and you're like one train, 50th Street, 51st and Broadway, right past McDonald's. All of a sudden you remember exactly where the church is. But God doesn't want you to remember him one day out of the year. He doesn't want you to remember when you need him because you're physically tired or things are going bad. He wants you to remember him at all times. And he's trying to remind you that the burdens, the cares, the yoke that you put upon you, maybe it's trying to create this fabulous career. Maybe you're trying to be a YouTube star. Maybe you're trying to be a well-paid Instagrammer. Maybe you're trying to get married and work on a marriage and have some fabulous marriage. Maybe you're just trying to keep your family together. Maybe you're struggling to pay the bills. Maybe you're struggling in just trying to even uh, uh, worship Christ. Maybe you're struggling trying to be a Christian. We let all these burdens begin to just weigh down our souls. And he says, wait, wait, wait. That burden, that yoke is way too heavy for you. I never intended for you to carry that heavy of a burden. Never. That was not his design. His design was for you to have a relationship with him and for his burden. Because mind you, he says, my burden is easy. He does put a burden on you. Do you know what his burden is? Believe. Believe. Accept me. Don't try and toil through life without me. Don't try and live this life. Don't try and live apart from me. If you would only believe, if you would only just trust in me, that's an easy burden. Now, he's not trying to take life from you. How many of you are Christians know when you become a Christian, life doesn't just all of a sudden become a bowl of uh, whatever your favorite cereal is. Let's say it's Cheerios, all right? Life doesn't become so easy. Life is still life. Life happens. We're not promising you that. Life is going to continue on. And if you heard some of the testimonies of how people lived in their Christian walk, you would understand that tragedies happen. Things happen in life. But those aren't the burdens or the yokes that are heavy. Emotionally, they might take a toll on you, but that's life. And when you have Jesus, you're able to make it through those things. You're able to deal with those tragedies. You're able to deal with all of those things because his burden is light. If you need comfort, you lean into Jesus. If you need joy in the midst of a horrible time, you lean into Jesus. He offers you all the resources right there. And you just begin to lean into him. You take on his burdens and his burdens are very light. 
He said, I'm humble and gentle of heart. I want to speak to you. And some of you have come in tonight. Maybe you don't know, like Luz, she just came in. She thought this was a Broadway show. Maybe you thought this was a Broadway show. Well, I'm a terrible singer, so I'm not busting out in any types of songs. And we sure don't put on an act. This is true. These folks you see up here singing, that's true. The people you encounter, the ushers, that's true. They have a real relationship with Jesus. They've learned to take all of their burdens, all their cares. There's another scripture in the Bible that says, cast your cares upon me. And you begin to cast them on Jesus. And then he begins to walk with you. And now you can get through life. Whatever career you want to do, whatever career you're going to move in, you talk to Jesus about it. And he'll open doors and he'll close doors. You want a, a, a marriage that flourishes. You want a marriage that, that's strong and united. You, you sit with Jesus and he builds this strong marriage that your children and people around you, in a day when homes are broken and they're falling apart, how many of you come from a single home or a broken home and you understand that? I can raise my hand for that. But when you see a marriage that's truly united in Christ, all of a sudden, your kids, the people around you, your neighbors, they see something strong and they begin to look to you and say, now, why does life sometimes seem so easy for you? It may seem that way because I've learned to cast my burdens on Jesus. I've learned to just say, you know what? Here's a problem. I'm going to leave that on you and you're going to walk with me through this. That's what being a Christian is all about. It's not a, an easy life. It's not a, a, a life that just says, you know, all's going to be well. We get a Colgate smile and we do good and all of these things happen. It doesn't work like that. Life is life. We live in New York City. You're going to experience life when you step out the door and get on the subway and find out that it's delayed. Or those of you driving through the Lincoln Tunnel, don't lose your Christianity going over there. That's three years. Three years, that construction. Don't lose your Christianity driving to and from the city. I say that in jest, but life is going to happen when you get out. Some of you are going through some of the worst things you could think of, maybe medical or, or maybe something in your life, and you're thinking, how am I going to make it? I am so heavy. I am so weighed down. I am so burdened. I cannot take it or make it another day. But as the song says, which comes from the Bible, but with Jesus, I can make it. With Jesus, I can take it. With Jesus, I can make it through this life. And let me tell you, I've seen some saints, some, some of the older saints, and I know some of their testimony. Our seniors meet on Wednesdays. And if you ever have an opportunity to sit with them, I'm telling you, they're like the, you know, the little old ladies that just, oh, I'm so thankful in Jesus. I'm praising three buses, two trains, and I got here on time. I live a couple blocks away and I'm late. Don't tell Pastor David. They're dedicated. They have a joy. You ever run across those saints? They have such a joy. And you're thinking, wow, you lost your child in a, in a terrible accident. Or you were married for 40 years and your spouse refused to become a Christian. How can you have so much joy? 
How can you, you dance? And how can you be so faithful? How can you do these things? I'm ready to give up any minute. And they'll tell you because of Jesus. And you know why because of Jesus? They learned somewhere along the way to cast their burdens on him. Their labor, their heavy burdens, cast it on him. And they picked up his burden. And now they got like a little two-step in them. Sometimes they seem like they float, right? They just walk so nice and just, I'm too heavy-footed. That wouldn't work. But they just have like, it's like there's just such a peace that comes in with them. That's how I know it's real. I read it in the Bible, but then God gives us a visual representation in those people's lives. God says he's not a man that will lie. So why would he lie? Why would he tell you to give up your burdens and take up his? And then all of a sudden, it's hard. Sometimes people say that. I don't want to come to Jesus. It's hard. You know why? Because you're thinking about all these laws and rules. You're, you're like those that were there. You're thinking, oh, I got to give up this and I got to give up that. No, oh, I can't do this. And oh, I can't wear that. No, I can't go here and I can't do this. You start thinking about all of these things over here that really don't mean anything. How many of you, when you sign up for a job, weigh it out based on all the work you're going to have to do when you get there? Nobody. You need a job. You're like, I'll do anything. I'll scrub the floor. I'll clean this. I'll do that. But we, we're already, it's like we come with a litany and a list of things. We're saying, I'll come to you, Jesus, but see, ooh, all this stuff right here. That's because you're letting something else. You're letting all these extra burdens that many times, may I submit to you, aren't even there. That's something religious. That's something you've heard. That's something that maybe you were raised with. You, you let something get down into you. In, in, uh, here in America, we have grown up, uh, many of us, maybe not in today's generation, but many of us grew up with some form of Christianity and all we ever heard were the rules or we see it in movies and they're always big on these particular ways of doing things. So we get stuck on that. And then we let what we've heard hold us back. Ever heard the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover? We've got to learn not to do that. Jesus said his burdens. Not everything you've heard, not everything you've seen. You get into his Bible, and all of a sudden you begin to realize that his commandments and his burdens. He boiled it down to two. Love your neighbor. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love me with everything you have. And then love your neighbor. Turn to your, to your right and left. Say, hi, neighbor. He took the Ten Commandments and he boiled them down to two and he said all ten of them, his math is very different than ours. I don't know how ten equals two, but that's how God does it. He boiled it down to those two. He said my burdens are light. They're very light. And then I'll give you every resource, every resource that you need to be able to carry that out. And I'll shape you and I'll mold you. I'll speak to you. I mean, that, to me, it sounds very wondrous. He's taking on everything. All I got to do is believe and continue walking. Almost seems a bit unfair. Almost seems like I should do something. 
And that's what some of us end up doing. I got to do something. I can't give my heart to Jesus today because this, this week was rough. So give me a week. Let me clean myself up. I'll come to the prayer meeting. After the prayer meeting, then I'll do it. I'll come to front. You start coming up with all these excuses. Jesus don't want your excuses. Somebody said it. Who knew my sermon? He wants your heart. That's what Jesus wants. He just said, come, come. I have a very light burden. Just believe and I'm going to take care of it. So if you're weary, weary in your soul, you're tired, not just a physical tiredness, but you're tired. You're tired in your mind. You're tired of battling. You're tired in your heart. You're tired of having to live this life amounting to something, putting these expectations on you, letting other people put their expectations on you and not living up to it. And you feel like you're on this roller coaster up and down, up and down. He says, get off. It's like Jesus hits the emergency brake and says, get off that roller coaster. I have something for you that if you would just taste it and see, if you would just come and understand, you would see what some of these older saints, you would see the joy. You would get to that point in your life too. So you don't have to labor in life without Jesus. You don't have to continue down that path. Everything that you see ahead of you, every worry, every fear, you don't have to continue down that without Jesus. When you think about Labor Day this year, if you spend it tomorrow, I want you to take a moment. I want you to remember what Jesus did. He did all the laboring for you. He died on a cross. There's a sin nature in you, and that sin nature caused a rift between you and God. And God said, I'm going to fix that for you. You don't have to labor to fix it. I'm going to fix it for you. I'm going to come. I'm going to die and pay that price. It's like if you're in the grocery store and you got groceries to pay. You got kids and they're throwing stuff on the belt. And the bill comes up. You owe a million dollars, and you're thinking, well, I got 20 bucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out. My intelligence. Sometimes you may not realize how much you're laboring. You may think, I'm, I'm not dealing with drugs. I'm not dealing with alcohol. I'm not dealing with some of the bad things in life. I have a good job. You're laboring in a different area. You're allowing your intelligence. You're laboring with your money. You're laboring with your mind to try and live this life. You need Jesus just as much as anybody else. But you're at the grocery store and the, the bill comes and you have all these groceries and you can't pay the bill. And then a guy comes in, says, I'll pay it. I can't pay you back. Oh, I know you can't. That's okay. I'll pay it. Wow. Thank you so much. Well, now I got to get all these groceries to my car. No, 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 no. Let me carry them for you. All I want you to do is just walk behind me. Well, I don't know. Do you know where my car? I know where everything is. 
I paid the bill. I'm going to carry the groceries. I just want you to walk with me. That's what Jesus did. He paid the bill. He knew you didn't have enough, but that's okay. He loved you. And then he's going to help carry the burden of life. As a matter of fact, he's going to carry it. He just wants you to walk with him. And if you're here tonight and you're standing there arguing with him at the cash register of life, stop. No more excuses. Listen, I, I hate to, to say it as blunt as I can, but tomorrow's not promised to you. That's the reality of life. You may not see tomorrow. You never know. And the Bible says when you breathe your last, you stand before the Lord. And when I stand before the Lord, if today's my last day, I want him to look at me and say, Michael, I knew you. And I want to be able to look at him and say, Jesus, I know you. We have a relationship. I'm not going to stand in heaven surprised. He's not going to look at me surprised. We know each other. I know Jesus and he knows me. He's been carrying the groceries for years. If you don't know him, how hard it would be for you to breathe your last and stand before the God who breathed into you. And look at him and say, who are you? And he's going to say, you know, I knew you were going to say that. And that breaks my heart. All those times I called to you, all those times I just wanted to walk in your life with you, carry the burdens. Folks, don't leave here tonight. Don't leave here tonight and you don't know who Jesus is. What a shame. What a tragedy. I want you to bow your head. Just bow your head. God can hear every voice. And I want you just to talk to him. You know what camp you're in. I don't have to pull at your emotional heartstrings. I don't have to convince you. You know if you know Jesus. As a matter of fact, if you don't know him, I'm sure his Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. Maybe at one time you walked with him and he's saying, come home. My child, come home. It's time. It's time. You fought too hard and too long. It's time.
And if you don't know him, this is your first, maybe first time you've ever heard of him. Oh man, he loves you. And that's the voice, the still voice that says, come. If that's you, I want you to do something bold for me. Not for me. Do something bold for him. He did something so bold for you when he died on the cross. Do something bold for him. I'm going to ask you to join me down here. Simply because I want to pray with you. We all do. If that's you, step out of your seat. Just join me down front. Jesus, today's the day that can change your life. You know, when you labor for so long without Jesus, you get to the point of almost death. That's usually where people get to the point of suicide or just giving up and throwing in the towel because they labor. Sometimes, unfortunately, even happens to Christians. They labor so much in their heart. They forget to put their burden on him. But you've done something amazing tonight. It's almost like ceremoniously you've come down here and just thrown the burden right here on this stage and said, all right, God, here I am. Jesus, take me. And you know what? He's going to answer you. He's going to answer you. I want to pray with you. And as I pray, you continue talking to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, for we thank you, Jesus, that we can place our life's burdens upon you. We thank you, God, that we can surrender everything to you. We can step back and say, I'm all in. I'm all yours. Everything in my mind, everything in my heart is yours. And God, that's what these beautiful people have done here today. God, they've come down here to symbolically cast that burden. And I know that you are a faithful God. You are a trusting and a loving and a merciful and a gracious God. So I know by the power of your Holy Spirit that you're going to begin to touch every single life. God, I pray for a hunger. Yes, a hunger in their heart and in their mind to want to know you more. I pray, oh God, that they would be willing to take time to read the Bible. They would be willing, whether it's on their phone or in paper. God, they would use that phone for something good. Use it to read the Bible. Use it to hear worship songs from you. Use it, oh God, to text encouraging words to others and to receive encouraging words. Use it, oh God, to maybe stream a sermon that's going to encourage them, oh God. Use it, oh Lord, to read and to know about you more and more every day. God, touch every heart here at this front. Every heart here, standing here, oh God. Begin to strip away those burdens, oh God. Begin to speak to them and show them places where they just got to let go. The old saints used to say, let go and let God. Lord, help them to let go 
and let you carry the burden and let them grab a hold of you, God. Let them grab a hold of you as you wrap your arms of love around them. Let them grab a hold of you, Jesus, and not let go. Let them find that love, the peace, the purpose, the rest that they've so wanted. Let them find it in you, Jesus. We trust. We know that you will do that because we've seen it time and time and time again. God, be glorified through every life. Be glorified. Let these people down here, oh God, let them stand up here one day and tell their testimony of your faithfulness, of your goodness, how you brought them out when they let the burdens go and gave their all to you, Jesus. We thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you for that, Jesus.